Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue in Psalm 119. Tonight or today, we're in verse number 129. We read, Thy testimonies are wonderful. Therefore does my soul keep them. You know, the testimonies of God, the things that he lays out before us, they truly are wonderful. And I love the description that the psalmist gives to us about how he's describing the things of God. It's almost like you're, he's running out of ways to be able to, to describe how good God is. You ever been there? It's almost like a songwriter is writing songs and he just can't put it into words anymore, the melody that he finds within his heart. He says, they're so good, therefore does my soul keep them. Whether, what other legitimate options do we have? Is there anything out there that we can line up next to the scriptures and say, yes, I'm going to follow that? I don't think so. There isn't anything. In fact, I know there isn't. Earlier in Psalm 119, when he was speaking about the testimonies, he cried out, Open thou mine eyes, that I might behold wondrous things out of thy law. He says, God's word is so good. Help me, Lord, to understand. In Psalm 139, he says, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. The the testimonies of God are so sure and so right. It truly is hard for us to understand. You know, I find it interesting, the word testimony. I just happened to, you know, open up the Webster Dictionary, and I says, I'm just going to see what they have to say. Well, they just define it as something that someone says, especially in the court of law, while performing, formally promising to tell the truth. Whether in a court of law, it says, they're formally promising to tell the truth. Boy, wouldn't that be true if we would have that going in our court systems all the time? And it goes on, secondly, the Webster Dictionary says, proof or evidence that something exists something exists or is true. It's all based upon honesty and being true. And then as they give you a full definition of testimony, the Webster's, I find it's really interesting. The first description or example that they give comes from the Bible. The first one, they say the tablets inscribed with Moses, the Mosaic Law, the two tablets, the ark containing the tablets, and then B, a divine decree attesting in the scriptures. See, Webster saw that the God's testimonies, they're true, they're honest, they're trustworthy. You would think that we would turn to God's word, that we would turn to us each and every day and learn to live our lives upon what the things that he would say. I find it's interesting, during the time of Christ, how far they had moved away from the truth of God's word, the meaning of what he has to say. Words, and mean, uh, words thoughts are, are really important because so often they're played off in the played out in the actions of our life. I've been looking at a beautiful portion of scriptures. It's the story that we find in the book of Acts. See, there was a, it tells us that there was a group of guys. They, they were gathered together, and they were just kind of talking about, you know, the things of God. And, and they ran into this guy named Stephen, 
And they were amazed at how the Spirit of God was upon him, how he spoke with such wisdom. And they finally got tired of hearing about him. He says, says it tells us in verse 14 of chapter 6, For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered unto us. And so here's these group of guys coming against Stephen because Stephen was telling them about Jesus. He was testifying. He was giving his testimony. And they were bringing him before, as it opens up in chapter 7, they brought him before the high priest of the council. And here we find Stephen filled with the Holy Spirit testifying to about the testimony of God. And tells us in verse 2, he said unto the men, brethren, fathers, hearken, the God of glory appeared unto your father Abraham when he was a Mesopotamian before he dwelt in Canaan. And he said unto them, Get out of the country from thy kindred and come into the land which I have showed thee. And as you read it over, and I would encourage you to take some time to read chapter 7. He gives them the history, the oral history, uh, of all the things that God had done in the Old Testament, preparing them for the Messiah, uh, for the promise that God had given to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob, that through them, through that family, through that seed, that the Messiah would come. At the end of chapter 7, you see, as Stephen has been faithfully given him, the testimony of what God's word has to say and to declare throughout the Old Testament. Finally, in verse 51, we read, You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your father did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have you not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them, which were showed before of the coming of the just one whom you have been now the betrayer and murderers, whom you received the law by the dispensation of the angels and have not kept it. And then it goes on and tells us, those who had gathered around with the high priest, it says, when they heard these things, they were cut at heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being Stephen, being filled with the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. I don't know about you, but that gives me chills. Then they cried out with a loud voice and they stopped their ears and he ran upon, upon him with one accord and they cast him out of the city, that being Stephen, and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the young man's feet, whose name, name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. spirit. And he, Stephen, kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Otherwise, he died. And of course, we know he didn't die without hope. Because Paul would later write, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So back to our verse. Back to our psalmist. Back to where we've been 
all of us been growing in the things of God. He says, thy testimonies are wonderful. Stephen was holding true to the testimonies of God there in Acts chapter 7. He says, this is God's plan. They're wonderful. God has a plan for our lives, not only for today, tomorrow, for the weeks to come. And then it stretches out to eternity. Can you imagine that? God has a knows you. His thoughts towards you are peace. And he knows you expected end. He knows the end of the book. And it's glorious. I hope that we, like the psalmist, would say, God, your words to us this day, they're fantastic. Therefore, my soul keeps them. I'm going to keep God's word. I'm going to seek to keep God's word day in and day out because they're true. God's faithful to them, and they truly are wonderful. So until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.